From an undisclosed location high in the Hollywood Hills, it's time once again for the long shot. Tonight, Kathy Griffin, Blood Tests, the class formerly known as Lamar's, and very special guest, Matt Besser. And now, please welcome the host of the long shot, Sean Conroy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good evening, and welcome <laughs> to The Long Shot. It is a podcast. I am your host, Sean Conroy. With me today on the podcast, the chocolate pot of gold. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Amber Kennedy is here. Good morning. Good morning. It is morning, by the yeah. way. Yep. It is literally morning. You were we psyching knew. them out with the good yeah, evening. I was, but it's, red it's, the, mor- it's the morning time. Red, red herring. Uh, also with me today on... The podcast, the human. Let's pull this guy down in a way that will prevent him from getting a layup, and then the refs will turn it into a bigger deal than it was. Mr. Jamie, Jamie flagrant, flagrant one, <laughs> oh, yes, sorry. flagrant one. Okay, More needs specific. to be longer next time. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I taking up too much time? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, so guys, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah. What's happening? What's the deal? I feel like we haven't seen each other in a while. We haven't. I almost didn't make it here. Amber was not included on the email <laughs> no chain. No one this told week. me this was happening. We have a we have a couple of people who work on the show <laughs> mm-hmm. who don't like that Amber is here, <laughs> and they decided to set this all up without consulting her. But I made it. But you found out. So Amber texted me in the middle of the night last <laughs> night and Jamie mm-hmm. and found out that she was supposed to come with exclamation point. <laughs> well, I made it. Um, all right. Go ahead. All right. I I went to an event recently. Wait, this is your checking in? Yeah, or are we not supposed to do that yet? Go for it. Are we just chit-chatting? No, do it. Do it. Is this too official? No. no do it. Should about I make this it more event? organic? A couple weeks ago. You went to an event? Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, It was a fundraiser for the LA Gay and Lesbian Center. Already, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> he hates fundraisers. <laughs> For anything. I no, I, I like fundraisers. I don't like centers. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you like the outskirts. Yes. <laughs> the LA gay and lesbian outskirts. <laughs> that actually makes sense in a way. <laughs> the outskirts. Um, my boss is really involved with that organization, and our company actually sponsored the event. It was this fundraiser, uh-huh. an evening with women. Wasn't and, this the thing that they were asking you if you wanted to perform on or something? No, 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 oh, no, no, okay. no. I performed on that, and it was fine. Okay. <laughs> it was just okay. <laughs> it went the way it went. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Right. Um, so he was going to be out of town. So he's mm-hmm. like, hey, you want my two tickets? And I said, sure. Looked it hey, up. you want my two tickets? <laughs> he said two tickets. When he, he didn't say tickets, right? He specified that there were only two of them. You want my two tickets? I don't have three and I don't have one. If you want two, I got those. I looked them up. They are worth $500. Holy wow. shit. Yeah. Um, and That's when you immediately sell those things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Black it market. was hosted by Kathy Griffin. Gr- Not a fan. She killed. She murdered. She destroyed. Of course she did, because that's her audience. But she also was really funny and no, I good at it. You were not there. She's been working on some I new thought, stuff. I thought she was not funny. <laughs> when, when that time I did not see her, I did not find her funny. 
Whoa. Um, How many Taylor Swift jokes did she make? How many Lindsay Lohan jokes? Zero. Did she... No, zero. that's not true. Yes, it is. That's all she does is reference things. <laughs> she has kids now. She's talking a lot about them. Jamie Flam, everybody. Jamie Flam. <laughs> I like when you tell me what material she did. Okay. You were there and I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, no, she did. <laughs> she um, did do that. Natasha Bedingfield performed. Don't know who that is. Uh, Sia performed, and that was amazing. I didn't know who that Sia, was. Sia, uh-huh. breathe. Yes. Yes, I'm she impressed. sang the uh, song that was the closing credits of um, Six Feet Under. Correct, yes. I guess. <laughs> I have no idea. I didn't know who she was. She blew me away. If she you've great. never watched the last episode of Six Feet Under, mm-hmm. go look that up. Right now? No. Okay. Now, just try to stay in the email chain. <laughs> but here's who headlines. Keep in mind, it's called An Evening with Women. I'll keep that in mind. And it's... A fundraiser for the LA Gay Lesbian Center. By the way, I like that name. (laughs) An evening with women. Jamie, are you on board with that? Yeah, yeah. I love women. Okay, go ahead. Guess who headlined? Seal. (laughs) (laughs) Close. Um, Michael Richards. I'll tell you now. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say anything. (laughs) I'm going to guess that it was not a woman. Correct. Yes. Oh, the guy that played the... uh, the head cop on chips, not not Pancho John, like the uh, kind of ornery, but that would has... be such a much better reference if you knew who that was. What's his name? I don't remember. Bear. They used to call him Bear. Yeah, but uh, I don't well, remember who I that was. Seen chips in a while. Thirty years. Yeah. Poncherello. Uh, it was Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, of course. Oh, I saw a picture of you with him. Yeah, that's cool. And it was so funny. Well, anyway, I was just telling you what the invite said, and I was already Did like, he do a lot of Taylor Swift jokes? Zero. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> uh, so I get there, and it's an auction at first. So I'm like, okay, these rich people paid $500. And now they're spending more money. To buy things. It's crazy. What stuff were they auctioning off? I don't know. And I, was, it, was it like an auction... Like they had both. Uh, some, uh, some <laughs> you know, you know, but you know what my question. They had is. a silent, a silent auction, auction, but then during the, the show, yeah, they yeah. also were like, "Hey, we got an amber here. We got an amber here." <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that the, uh... <laughs> we are auctioning off was, hamburgers. Uh, was that the? Auction? I was sold for twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that. Was hey, the, uh, we got an amber here. She's five foot two. It sounds like it was Ozzy Osbourne doing the acting, you know what I mean? I don't get that. Um, okay, He's so, very hard to understand. I, um, and it's a gay and lesbian center event, so most of the people are gay, and I think everyone assumes Some I was gay. Some are lesbians. I say gay for both male and female. Is that I inappropriate? that's correct. No, no, no. I think that's right. So why is it called the gay and lesbian? I don't know. Oof. I think it's just we regular. <laughs> <laughs> we need a fundraiser to change the name of the fundraiser. <laughs> to the gay outskirts. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I with my short hair, I'm just... You look like a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but... Thank you. But you could be a lesbian. It's not a compliment. Anyone could be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. No, that's not true. Jorge could be a lesbian. <laughs> you can't be a lesbian. I cannot be a lesbian. You could be a lesbian. I could be. I actually I've seen pictures. I have some of the same <laughs> tendencies as a lesbian. I love. No. All right, stop. All right, it. Zoo Crew. I love Sit me down. I'll <laughs> snack on the pussy. It's my favorite pastime. 
So it's just tons. It's at the Beverly Hilton also. I have to put that out there. And I'm like. A, it's always weird when you go to Beverly Hills. Yeah. And I, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a California native and I've never been to the Beverly Hilton. So I was just excited. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as um, breathtaking as I expected. Oh, really? It just is like an old hotel. hotel. Yeah. <laughs> um, but in the big ballroom, it was nice with the chandeliers and the whole mess. They sure, served- I know how ballrooms work. <laughs> I'm painting a picture. Okay. Uh, they served dinner. And the whole time was I Was the dance floor open? It was afterwards, and you know I te- tore it up. No, I understand that, up. but I'm saying like <laughs> during dinner, was the dance floor open? No. Oh, okay. It was kind of during dinner, the show-ish. Mm-hmm. The auction. Yeah. And there'd be like acts and then and Kathy Griffin. Auction. Kathy Griffin was up there going, hey, we got an Amber Harry or Taylor Swift. <laughs> It's funny that you say you're not a fan of hers because you have her act down pat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yes, it's this big, big room. And the whole time I just felt like a spy. Like, I shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. And no one knows that I shouldn't be here because all of these people have so much money. And at one point... What if somebody came up and sat next to you and was like, the micro dot is in the briefcase. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I really am a spy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I'm poor. I hope no one finds out. Yeah. Like I had to register to be a part of the silent auction and I did it as just a farce. Like I wasn't going to buy anything. (laughs) Was there anybody that you were like, this person is just like me. They should not be here either. No. Everybody was was all, everybody was super posh. Um, what'd you wear? Uh, I bought a dress that day. Yeah. Mm. Tell us what you wore. And I bought a necklace. I was actually really stressed out about it, but Nick of time found a dress. Black and white number. I'll show you pics. Mm. Um. <laughs> Ugh, that was so weird. That was totally no, weird. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you go, you go, girl. I'll have to go in that direction. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. But it was- By the way, did you know that Jamie is going to be a judge on next season of America's Next Top Model? <laughs> I am. It really came out of the blue, but thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Do the TV guys pays it very well? I'm going to call him the Quiet Judge. <laughs> He just sits there and goes. Mm. He just hums sometimes. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. <laughs> if the girls can keep up with that and not be creeped out, they should be America's Next Top Model. Um, so at one point, they stopped the show and the hosts came out. Who are the hosts? Well, I guess technically Kathy Griffin, but then like Linda Perry runs the whole deal. I don't know who that is. She was in Four Non Blondes and she produces a lot of pop stars music. Okay. Um she's a teeny tiny wears leather pants. Um Four Non Blondes try sometimes. Is that right? It's a hey yeah. I try sometimes. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're both really good at singing. <laughs> <laughs> um, they stopped the show and came out and they're like, "All right, like you've had a really good show so far." Keep in mind, they've already done the silent auction. There's already been <clears throat> auctioned off items. This and is were, all in my mind right now. And they were like trips to Bora Bora or whatever. Sure. For $70,000. Like insane amounts of money that I've never even kind of had in this my life. Won't be, this won't be Bora bora oh. <laughs> Why weren't you there? You would have sold so much more. Kathy Griffin, I'm going to take over from here. <laughs> um. They stop the show and they're like, we put so much thought into this meal and the decorations and everything. They said we put so much. What a fucking. I know, tacky, right? Yeah. 
But then they said, we need to raise $100,000 right now. So start Weird giving us, pressure. You start giving us money. And I was like, that's not going to happen. There's no way. Yeah. They raised $200,000 in about 15 minutes. Maybe we like, should do that for the podcast. I know. I was like, we I need $100,000 right Folks, now. Folks, we need $100,000 <laughs> before we can continue this show. And it was awesome. Like Ozzy Osbourne um, rocked it. Like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if it was going to be embarrassing <laughs> or like awful. <laughs> but he was amazing. And it was so fun to see an entire room full of like stuffy, rich, gay people rocking out to Ozzy Osbourne. It was like a full band. It was the whole thing. Yeah. So he sang. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I mean, he had a full on teleprompter so was he there... could sing along with him. <laughs> He's not doing well. He had a full-on teleprompter. <laughs> um, but was there anything he sang that you were like, oh, he should not be singing that. That's weird. No. I mean, he sang War Pigs, which was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> the best part of all, the entire show, there was um, two women who traded off doing sign language. And they were amazing. I want to follow these women around. During Ozzy Osbourne, they were like... They were amazing just because they're good at sign language or because like they were... Hey, Sean, why don't I tell you? Doing backflips <laughs> the whole time. They, like, it, they just looked like soccer moms, like normal mm. like little ladies. But as soon as Ozzy Osbourne came on, they were like rocking out just as hard as him and doing the sign language like with two, like their face was scrunched <laughs> up and like... And even when there weren't, weren't lyrics... I love the scrunchy faces. <laughs> even when they weren't lyrics, they were like dancing like they didn't have to that wasn't part of their job and when it was uh it was really fun whenever they were doing just like trills or you know just like la 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 i don't know what you just said <laughs> what's the sign language? whenever they were doing trills well, like when singers are just singing sounds that aren't words that they can't sign mm. that happens a lot you know like, oh you're talking about trills <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about Is this like war pigs <laughs> Jamie's doing awesome physical comedy for this <laughs> podcast. Awesome physical comedy. <laughs> but they would just do uh, things with their hands. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> then I danced on the dance floor and uh -huh. had a great time. Okay, Speaking of center. doing things with your hands, I've been rediscovering my body of late. I don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, and also, can you just talk like a normal person? <laughs> that was a character. Uh, what character? I'm not really rediscovering my body. Um, that's uh, young Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus all of Christ. Your characters have like a descriptor and then a name. And they all talk exactly the same way. That was a little bit deeper. I was rediscovering my body. I am young. young Seth. Ooh. Hello, everybody. How He's actually not as young he? as he is. He's actually He's in his 40s. He's rediscovering it. Right. <laughs> He's already discovered it. It's like the Vasco da Gama of bodies. <laughs> He's 41, but he has a friend, um, older Seth, who's in his... This is getting so weird. All right. Jamie, tell us what's been going on with you. Um, I thought I would check in today with... Yes, a, a, go on. At last time we met, I was uh, very concerned that I had various types of cancer. Oh, right. So what I, kind specifically? Ball cancer, right? Testicular and uh, prostate. And I, and I pointed out that that was all in your imagination. You did. Yeah. But I had to go to the doctor. He's got some sad news, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> This is about to become a very special episode. <laughs> this is imagine? about to break our ratings. <laughs> what? 
What if he did that? What if he just didn't say anything? Like if before the show, I was like, what are you going to talk about? And he's like, I got something. Uh, and then it was like, that would be classic Jamie Flam. The good I, news? I have six months to live. <laughs> and it would, it would end but up being our funniest episode ever. start with that. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. He, goes, he starts with, I love raps. <laughs> the good news, I don't have testicular. Congrats. Bad news, definitely got the prostate. Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> Um, but I started um, on Monday before the appointment on Friday. I went to, the, to get a uh, blood test so that the results would be in by the time I had my physical. Is that a normal thing? Yeah, I've never I heard of that before. Yeah, I thought you get blood tests during the physical. Um, it came at the recommendation of my mom. <laughs> and No wonder you're so fucked up. <laughs> Go on. No, I mean, that makes sense. You don't have to wait around for... Okay. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I wanted to know. I had to, I, this, it's called a PAC-3 test to see by prostate levels or something. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe there's levels that are involved. I don't know. Your prostate levels are uneven. Le- <laughs> your prostate is crooked, quite frankly. Oh. oh, no. But wait. So, Jamie, you said to your mom, like, Mom, I'm worried about prostate cancer and ball cancer? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> I talked about a lot of things. She says hello to me. Mom, it's Jamie. I'm rediscovering my body. <laughs> Jamie, please don't call me in the middle of the night anymore. <laughs> to the hip, to the hop, to the hippity hop. <laughs> Wait, is that my mom or me? What's That's her, your mom. What's her rapper name? Your rapping mom. Oh, it was uh, Menopause. Uh, no. Eminemonopause. Eminemonopause. Already, Already too confusing. <laughs> so what happened? So you got the blood test on Monday. So the blood test, actually. So um, I sit down to get my blood taken. Sure. I know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and I hate blood. And I hate blood tests. I've never liked them. Um, but I've gotten to a point where I, you know, I make it through. You're a grown-ass man. <laughs> they just pop, they pop the needle in your, in your elbow there, yeah? Uh-huh. Right in the elbow. Elbow pit. Right. Uh, but... So they put it in, and I'm just kind of looking off to the side. I don't do the elbow pit, by the way. You do the outside elbow? Uh-uh. No. Nope. <laughs> That's weird. I do the back of the hand because my whatever veins? is too deep, and it's been... What's your whatever? Mm. Your veins? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's too much of a problem for them to go through mm. my elbow. They, they have to go in and go in and go in, and I'm like, no, no, no. Just mm. do the back of the hand. It's easier. I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. Uh, so... Tips and tricks. Well, when you've had your blood <laughs> taken as many times as I, I know. have. Um, Give it back. <laughs> so they're taking the blood. Taylor Swift is crazy. <laughs> Go ahead. They're taking blood, and it's like vial after vial, like, you know, <clears throat> filling up with blood. Your blood is vile. And I look over, and it's just not ending. It's like like two minutes of just taking blood, and I'm starting <laughs> to feel a little bit light-headed. Oh, don't tell me you were a pussy about this. I wasn't a pussy. Like, my, my body's reacting to shit. Can I get an orange juice and a cookie, please? <laughs> I wish I had uh, said that <laughs> or had the time to say that. <laughs> Next thing I know, the nurse is like, uh, are you okay? Oh. <laughs> and Jamie, I'm embarrassed for I'm, you. Well, it gets worse, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like just feeling weak and like I'm like, I don't think i am okay at all and next thing i know i wake up and there's a doctor screaming my name (laughs) jamie jamie and it's like i'm waking up from this nap and i'm just like slowly coming to and like seeing this doctor just yelling my name and i'm wake up fucking scarlett o'hara motherfucker you (laughs) fainted in the middle of getting your blood taken 
That's classic. And pools of sweat. Like, I don't know what happened in that 30 seconds, but like, <laughs> my, but it was like I dunked my head in you water. You ran two miles. <laughs> just my head is just wet as hell. And there's a doctor yelling at me, and there's like uh, two nurses, like, just. And I woke up and like, okay, here you are. <laughs> like, oh my come god! To. How long were you out? Did they tell you? Like thirty seconds of like just. Wow. And so apparently, um, I I fainted, and the nurse was alone, and she didn't know what to do, and there was no other doctors or nurses Not in the room. Not a good nurse, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh my heavens! <laughs> He's fainted. Somebody call a medical professional. <laughs> oh wait, I am a medical professional. But she said, but she I don't know what to away. do. So she had to run out of the room and flag down a doctor. And I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, <laughs> just hunched over. At one point, I was hunched over alone in a room, just passed out. <laughs> Which is so funny for me to think about. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, and then so I finally come to and like just like, you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. And, and of course, I'm just so embarrassed. Like, oh, my God, that, that just happened. And they're bringing me water and cookies with chocolate on them. And, and everybody's like, cookies. <laughs> But like every nurse that came in, they're always like, "Oh, this don't worry, this this happens more than you think." This Clearly, more. not if that nurse was so thrown. Yeah. Also, think about that doctor who the nurse comes running up to him and is like, "Somebody fainted, somebody!" And he's like, "Jesus, so... Janet, come on, dude, take care of it." Anyway, that's all. Did you get smelling salts? No smelling salts. No. But were just they still... slapping you in the face? No slapping. I, I think maybe like I was just I woke up. I was like uh, just laying down on a new chair. Maybe they splashed down. water in your down. face. Maybe it wasn't flop sweat. No, it was definitely sweat. I was sweating. Okay. But just that embarrassment, I sat there for another like 30 minutes. They just wanted they had to take my blood pressure <laughs> right, again. Right. Now they're not going to let you leave because you could <laughs> right. sue the hospital. Yeah. they. You, know. you should have done that, by the way. You should have, as you were leaving, you should have fallen, cracked your head a little bit on something, yeah. and then been like, I would like $3 million. Or even $100,000. Would have been great. You start at three million and you can negotiate down to (laughs) (laughs) some gift certificates to Robex. So they kept you there and you were and you were done at that point. Yeah, and then I walked out just embarrassed and just (laughs) wandering the streets of Sunset. Just ugh, I'm an adult. (laughs) I'm 36 and I just fainted at the fucking doctor's office. Do you think it was because of the blood loss or because you were emotionally affected by it? I think both. I think. I just got in my head about it. That's you what they said. It's like, you just, yeah. Like, oh dear, there goes all my blood. No, I was just like, oh I remember like, you're almost there. They're almost done. Just really another one? <clears throat> How much blood is that? So How anyway, many of them did they take? At least five. And I see, like, see these capsules just being put down with them. It's all filled with blood. Ugh. Ugh. Your blood. My blood. But you're all okay? Yeah. Well, so then I went to the doctor and... Had my testicles checked out, and then my prostate. How did the testicle check go? <laughs> what kind of question is that? I no. just want to know what he did. did he, like, was it like extended, or was it just like <laughs> what, what, no? What they extended? looked fine. <laughs> no, they're just touchy, grabby. Um, he didn't feel anything. Let's see this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed, yes, that looks good. Now let's see this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's your doctor? Oh, he's, he's an old prospector. <laughs> uh, but then I had to do the prostate thing again. I'm getting better at it, by the way. Did you say zoinkers? <laughs> I did not say zoinkers. Because when you say zoinkers to a doctor who's got his finger up your ass, that is one of my favorite things. 
This time, I was so impressed. This time, his finger is up my ass. Go on. Um, r- By the way, impressive work, doctor. <laughs> rummaging around, doing his thing. Rummaging my, my. around. <laughs> Within like two seconds of him removing his fingers, um, his gloves are off in the tr- can, trash can. His uh, hands are sanitized, and he has like three paper towels to me. It was an impressive sleight of hand kind of trick. I was like, now, wow. did he say? <clears throat> excuse me. You're did he say? Emotional. Yeah. <laughs> did he say anything? <laughs> you told him that you were worried about ball cancer and prostate cancer. Yeah. yeah? And did he say anything about you going to a psychologist? <laughs> no. <laughs> he did mention that usually these are things that happen when you're sixty. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you don't have anything to worry about. And he also like, like this happens every two years. I get this check. But here's the crazy thing. I told Wait, you. I, what happens every two years? I have, I have fears of. <laughs> you have that happen yeah. every two years. Yeah. But he didn't say like, Jamie, please stop stressing about this. You need to talk to a doctor about it. No. Okay. He did say stop stressing. Because about you it. should talk to a therapist about that if that's what's going on. With well, here's you. the crazy thing. I told you for the last two years, like I've had these sensations and palpitations and things going on in my lower body that made me think that I had these issues. But but just so you know, that's normal a, to have those. When a boy gets older... It's probably age. <laughs> He's going to have sensations and palpitations. I am aware of my balls. Something must be going on. <laughs> but I told you, like, I'd be up at night and not able to sleep because I just like feel like cancer is building. Because it feels like... That's how cancer goes. That's what cancer does. Like, why is this palpitating? It's like, cancer's like, wake up, Jamie. I'm building. (laughs) Clunk, clunk, clunk. That's me putting a little picture of myself up on the wall of your stomach. It's like building a railroad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But since uh, that appointment, since I got the clean bill of health, gone, you know? For for months and months, I've had these issues. So it was psychosomatic? Yes. Fucking, that's crazy. Yeah, but so now the next time it happens, are you going to remember that it's psychosomatic? I'm going to try my best. You won't. You'll but you go guys back can remind on me. WebMD and be like, oh dear. <laughs> Zoinkers. <laughs> Zoinkers. <laughs> Zoinkers. Let me get in there and get his fist up my ass. This is not sickalicious. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I like that my description is fist up my ass. Uh, that's not how you check. Revealing stuff no. about your personal life. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, you're right. Uh, All right. Well, this seems like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we will be back in a moment with a very special guest. Hi, folks. This is a long shot. Hi. Hello. It's Jamie and Amber and Sean. We're here to tell you about something very special. Amber, you want to tell everybody we're here to tell them about? TiVo. Yeah, TiVo is now sponsoring our show. and Which is awesome. They're it's great. great. The first time we talked about them, I totally fucked up the ad because I didn't mention some very important information. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can get to that this time. Uh, TiVo is great because it's, what is it? Sickalicious. It is sickalicious. It's totally sickalicious. Um it records your shows for you. It records your, your television programs. You're yeah. not at the will of TV programmers. Or at the whim of TV programmers. Oh. You're at your own will. And that's <laughs> the most important thing about <laughs> yes. Tebow. Um, you can, a freedom maker. 
if you have, there's something called TiVo Stream, you can use it and record stuff and put it on other devices on your iPad, your phone. That's so cool. And you could take it with you anywhere. Um, you could listen to it on, watch it on an airplane. Wait, that doesn't seem right. Like, because when I'm on a flight, like I'm like always like I have to watch them the stupid movies that they tell me I have to watch. Well, different airlines have different ways of doing that. Some airlines you have to watch what they tell you to watch. Some airlines you can pick your own thing. With TiVo, you always get to pick your own. Ugh. thing. That's such freedom. What, what if you're waiting online at the DMV? No way. You're, you have to stare at a bunch of people. You have to watch sick. the movie that they program you to watch at the DMV. <laughs> right? No, wrong, incorrect. You bring your TiVo stream with you. You can watch whatever the fuck you want. Nice. Yeah. Um, TiVo will search cable and the web to find any movie, any show, any video what? at the press of a button. You can have Netflix, Hulu Plus, Amazon, YouTube. Those are just like extra channels like, on your TV now. Wow. TV, it's like an umbrella. Mm. Yeah. Like an umbrella of free will and freedom. <laughs> and friendship. TiVo is going to love us for this, by the way. Um, the TiVo Mini, one TiVo box works on a second TV. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, if you have two TVs. Do you have two TVs, Amber? No. <laughs> Jamie, do you have two TVs? I'm leaving right. I'm going to Best Buy right after this to get one so and you, two. You could have one in the kitchen and one in the bedroom. Yeah. And if you have the TiVo Mini, you can watch whatever you want on the other TV. I don't know why you guys think this is so funny. It's That's not. Awesome. It's not at all funny. It's amazing. No, well, it, you can't. You can like watch comedies on TiVo, right? What? You can watch comedy programming. <laughs> yes. That's that's my favorite genre. I don't like comedy. I like I like drama. Oh man, The Wire is so good. You need to watch it. Did this you finish it? Yeah. You finished the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. Can I watch that per se on Hulu? I don't think it's available. <laughs> you on can Hulu. watch it on TiVo. <laughs> Yeah, this is not – we're not advertising Hulu, Jamie. We're sponsored by TiVo. So if you want to learn more about TiVo, go to – and these are the things we forgot to mention, right? Well, you can go to TiVo.com. Right. Um, and if you want to get $25 off of TiVo Premier, T4, or XL4 DVR – Oh, I would love an XL4 DVR. Well, you can get $25 off if you use the promo code ATC and you go to TiVo.com. And this is going to last till November 1st of this year, that nice. deal. So go to TiVo.com and use the promo code ATC. Mm-hmm. That'll be good for you. It'll be good for us. Because TiVo will go, hey, these guys really know what they're doing. They're not going to do that. We don't know what we're doing. We <laughs> kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree. All right. Check it out. TiVo.com. We're back. You're listening to The Long Shot. It is a podcast with us today, Amber and Jamie and me. Not Eddie. He's not here. He's in Dublin right now. Who needs him? Also, our very special guest today, Mr. Matt Besser is here. Hey, guys. Hi. Matt, now you have a podcast yourself called Improv for Humans. You know that. You've been on it a hundred times. It's an amazing show when I'm on it. Yeah. Only when you're on it? That's probably the only ones you listen to. I don't listen to the ones I'm on, even. Oh, really? Never? No. Not even through controversial? (laughs) You did have a controversial episode recently. Oh, yeah. Talk about that, because I find that really interesting that it was a funny show, I thought. And I'm kidding when I say I don't listen. I did listen to it. Uh, 
I thought it was a funny show. Uh, and just so people know, Matt's podcast is basically improv. It's mm. like we get a suggestion and then we improvise. And but but we get a suggestion, then tell a story or an opinion, right. then improvise. Right. Right. But the one that I was on. Uh, was a funny show, but you had a segment called Case Closed, yeah. and that's all anybody wanted to talk about. Was oh, yeah, yeah. They, they didn't say, like, oh, it was a funny show or whatever. They were like, I like that you do this, or I don't like that you and do this. And we pretty this. much had a full show up until that segment, right. too. Oh, yeah. So you could, was, you could turn it off as a listener if you didn't like this one segment. And it was you arguing with a guy on the phone about whether or not Jason Collins, the NBA player who came out as gay, was a hero. Right. And this guy was a dumbass who, on Twitter, had said <laughs> yeah. he's not a hero, and you were like, he is. A he hero. Said a lot more than that, <laughs> faggot, coward, you right, know, all right. those great words, and was very brave on Twitter. But I like case closed because people do get so brave on Twitter, right? And so insulting that eventually, I'm just like, well, let's let's do more than 140 you, you, characters. Let's you were really making this guy back this. up what yeah. he said on so Twitter. You like contacted him and got his phone number. Yeah. I've done this several times oh, wow. for this segment. It's like, an- and I never seek these people out. It's usually me. Like in this case, Chris Broussard and ESPN, uh, dumbass <laughs> reporter was saying all this stuff about Jason Collins. And he, I think he even used the word abomination. So what? I, I he, uh, really, he, 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 yeah. Chris Broussard turns out to be very religious, right? Yeah. That he was going to have to answer to the Lord. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. on, he, he had some tweet and I responded to it. So everyone also responding to Chris going, you're so brave, Chris, for speaking out against homosexuality, sees my tweet and then starts going after me. Oh. So, uh, so I'm like, you know, I'm not looking for these. I'm not going to this dumbass's page and insulting he him. He went after you yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like, all right, you went after me and called me a dumbass and a coward and an idiot and called them faggots. Then let's get on the air and back it up. But he completely backed down because there's was nothing to an, back up. It was such an right. unexciting conversation. Yeah, as far you say as, argument. is completely right. one-sided. Kept, he kept saying, all right, you're right. You're right. I'm wrong. Right. You're right. Really? I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and start calling me sir about halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> How old but, is this guy? I think 24. Yeah. And I had to ask that at one point. Because right. like, I was like, what please don't be 16 like years old. Right. That's, well, because you were worried that he would have no money to back up his bet. <laughs> oh, that was my joke. <laughs> that is something that I've done my whole life. And when debating or arguing with someone, I want to make it a bet. Like if someone at some point insults insults my intelligence like is like or says no you are totally wrong or just says something emphatic that's when i want to make it a bet and i know that's like a lame <laughs> it's very debate juvenile. technique and yeah. in juvenile but yeah. i want to be like if you're so fucking confident put your money where your mouth put is put your money where your mouth is <laughs> yeah. asshole that's just the way i feel and i know it's like uh it is juvenile it's childish as <laughs> shit here in my 40s still doing that but i feel like that's the only if you're going to start insulting me rather than me insult you back, I want to make a bet. Right. Totally. It and, makes sense. Well, and um, maybe I'm slow, but if it wasn't a total Not a argument. Maybe. Not a maybe. All right. Thanks, Sean. Uh, what made it a controversial episode? Just people, people called like me it. a bully yeah. for beating uh, up on the guy. Oh. Because and I had Randy Cohen on The Ethicist from oh, the New York Times the next week after that to talk about what is bullying. Because I was like, I want to know... 
I want to be able to defeat someone in a debate soundly. This is actually very relevant to this podcast. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because we had a whole two seasons where I was accused of being a bully to Jamie, uh-huh. and I said I wasn't a bully. So tell us what a bully is. <laughs> <laughs> we had a bet on it. Years we did. We had money on it. I had to give him 75 cents every week to prove I was not a bully. Well, Randy said what I did. Well, there's one, there's ad hominem attacks, which I... You were there. I was like, I'm going to really make an effort, even though... The words ad hominem came up several times during that discussion. Oh, yeah? I think so. With the guy? Or maybe, there's no way he was, knew what that even Maybe meant. it was after he was right. on the phone. But I, I didn't really, in 40 minutes, or however long it is, I think I made three little jabs. Right. And I probably think he probably understood one of them. Right. But, so there's that. Everybody knows that. You don't attack someone's character. What I said to Randy Cohen is like, so I know I can't call someone an idiot. Go, well, you're an idiot. Right. But I go, can I call their argument idiotic? I'm like, can I say, your argument is idiotic? And then he's like, well, there's a little gray area there. You maybe can't. He's saying it's unethical to call someone an idiot. <laughs> Sean, uh, you are unethical all the time. In terms of debate <laughs> rules, yes. Okay. Yeah. You you can't just insult someone's character, you know, without backing it up with facts somehow. Right. Um, but then I was like, well, I didn't do that. So then, what did I do? And he's and he was like, well, he you defeated him early. It's like I knocked him out in the first round, and, and I stood him up against the, the rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's unethical, he said. Yeah, he's like that's when you became a bully. It's like right. you were like. You'd already beat him. He said, you're right a hundred times. He <laughs> called you sir. And you're still bringing... And I'm like, but I had all these other points I wanted to bring up. And if which I beat him di- in the first round... Which is a round, different thing. What's that? Because that means you can just talk about those things. Like, you don't need him to be the I, straw man I, when you're true, talking about those things. For realsies, I do want to hear what's in people's heads right, who right. have that logic. Mm-hmm. I, that's the thing that fascinates me most about Twitter is like, how can this person say this? Just, and feel comfortable saying it. Right. Despite, besides the fact they're trying to get pull people's chains and troll or whatever. Right. If, if you assume some people actually believe some of this shit they're saying, right. how can they believe this? I want to hear... You know, and some people that were tweeting at so, me. So stand up and let me punch you in the face again. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I feel, and I, feel, I don't feel bad. I feel like a guy like that. He's bullying people on the internet, and now mm-hmm. I bullied him. But the reason I, the reason I mention it is because yeah. I went on the uh, Earwolf Form. message boards, and all people wanted to talk about was either Matt, you shouldn't do that. That was or not good. Go, Matt. Or Matt, that was great. Yeah, and that's the weird thing when you have response to something like that on your podcast. Um, I don't know what you guys because might that- have had, but it, <laughs> where people are like, "I really want you to do that," and other people are like, "I really don't want you to do that." You're like, "Ah, right." I err on the side. I'm going to keep doing it. But- <laughs> well, because it's your show, yeah. And that's something that interests you. But also, as some people say. I am shooting myself in the foot a little bit because if I don't do it, I'm not pissing off anyone. Mm-hmm. But if I do do it, I'm definitely alienating a segment of my audience. But it's a thing where you feel strongly about that. Mm-hmm. And that's the only form you have to do that. What in. I really want to do is a pay-per-view. Um, I'd love you to do it, too, if you want to. Sure. But uh, our pay-per-listen. I, I, where- hear pay, I hear pay, and I'm in every time. <laughs> where we all have to find our... 
we all have to troll for our guy, basically. Uh-huh. But everyone brings someone to fight from the internet, That's and we set hilarious. up rules beforehand. Like this is a no holds bar. This is an ad hominem attack fight. Mm-hmm. Ad hominem's and, fine. And like in this corner, kind of thing. Like, uh-huh. setting up, like a we might have a tag team one, <laughs> or I was thinking a pile on one where we get like a total asshole where we all can just <laughs> fucking rail on them. I think that would be. Incredible. <laughs> have one where you have Randy Cohen be the judge, and it's like a really intelligent one. Uh-huh. People would love that. <laughs> I think so. Absolutely. And that way you only listen if you're into it. Obviously. Sean, you need a tag team partner? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, you would not be my first choice. Amber, no offense to you neither. Not, uh, all right. Well, taken. we wanted to talk today about... <laughs> Amber's of- way too nice. It'd be funny to get two really nice people and make them fight. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and they said they wouldn't, and you'd say, well, who... Whoever lose, like, they'd have to play for someone. Like, if right. you lose, then I get to bully your person that you brought. I don't know. I I'm I want to get inside the head of people on Twitter who like like young girls who defend. Oh yeah, Chris let's get Brown. inside the head of young girls. Mm. Like, the, the, well, he has a whole he has a whole group. What's the name of them? There's a name for I them. I don't know, but it's just like it's insane to me. Like they even say things like, "I'd let him beat me," and it's just mm-hmm. like, no, this no. isn't what. No. How about gay people who defend the Bible? Like it's not working for you. <laughs> why, de- why defend it? You can talk till you're blue in the face, but Leviticus does not like you. <laughs> um. All right. Well, we wanted to talk today, Jamie, about dreams. So, why don't we start with Jamie? <laughs> Perfect. Hmm. Dreams. <laughs> we all have them. This is what I knew was going to happen. <laughs> well, here, that's why I didn't want to. Are do you dreams. trying to make us fall asleep and have a dream? <laughs> I will. Don't please no, no no ad hominem attacks, please. <laughs> There's a, a a quote from a band called Built to Spill. Uh. Um, no one wants to hear what you dreamed about unless you've dreamt about them. Something like that. Mm. But that's true. That's do you, unless true. you're in the dream. improv show. <laughs> we had a good show last night. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Jamie got really upset. I'm not seeing his face, folks. <laughs> so I'm not going to tell you my dreams. Oh, come on. Just one. No, I just have this one Based dream. on Built to Spill singing that to you. <laughs> it's a really good album, good song. Um, but I feel like if somebody asks. No, but in general, I mean, don't you have friends yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. You're like, they're telling you your dream and you're like, am I in this? <laughs> okay, cool. That really? That's your thought? Am I in this? Well, I don't like when people say, like, I had the craziest dreams. It's like, yeah, all dreams are crazy. Right, right. No fucking shit. Well, I had a girlfriend at one point who I would tell my dreams Hello. to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sexy. I would tell my dreams to her, and she would always interpret them, and it would be something terrible about me. Like, uh, it was like, oh, that means you want to murder your parents. Like, whatever it was. Like, <laughs> And I fucking bought into it. Was, was it like, the dream where oh, you were murdering so your parents? And that's when I killed my parents. I got to say, I buy in of all the psychological stuff out there. I buy into interpreting your dreams a lot. I think, Sure, I think there's truth to it. But I think because every time... It was like, I had a weird dream last night. I was like, I was riding on an elephant and there was a carousel nearby and she's like oh you, you want to murder your parents like it was <laughs> that, was that kind of shit no it wasn't always that well, that's but, elite yeah <laughs> but it was always something super negative you know like i was a terrible person i but, was i thought you were gonna say she was like manipulating the relationship to your dreams <laughs> she was gaslighting me <laughs> yeah. you know, like oh you want to give me a lot of money <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Go ahead, Jamie. Then there's the, the people that say that everyone... <laughs> are you just going to do observations <laughs> about dreams? Kind of, I think dreams are Can you be specific, please? <laughs> lucid dreaming is a thing. <laughs> that fascinates me. Like I would love to try... To, we spend like six to eight hours a night just in this weird dream world. That's fucking cool and crazy and weird. Maybe we don't talk about it enough. Okay, so lucid is when you don't know you're dreaming. It's like, well, yeah, there's a Or you're line. aware of it, but you can control it. And I had like that it's actually, virtual reality. That happened once. Say yes or no. <laughs> yes. I'm asking. Lucid is like, I think, when you're in control of your own dreams. And how fucking cool would that be? That you'd like add eight hours of, to your life every day. And apparently you can have sex with anyone you want. Oh my God. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> he hasn't pulled it off yet. I haven't pulled that off, but I did fly once. Where is Elle McPherson Hello, up here? Hello, McPherson. Where are you going? I'm lucid dreaming. I have uh, control. No, you don't. <laughs> Speak to Jamie, my lucid is, agent. This is, this is called lucid raping. Get away from me. <laughs> he finds out he's not dreaming. What's wrong with this guy? But the, the one time I think I've ever had a lucid dream I, where I was aware, I got to fly and I was controlling where I flew. Where did you go? Of course you were. I don't remember very well. But it was back when I was living with my parents, and I just remember waking up like, oh my god, I just fucking flew. And it wasn't just me like seeing myself flying in a dream. Like I was just like controlling the velocity. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah. I hope you weren't going so fast you couldn't see shit. No, I think I could see shit. <laughs> All right. Take I'm us going up. 172. <laughs> take us up to 172 knots. <laughs> Wee! You really should look at the view. No, look at the speedometer. <laughs> I'm controlling the velocity. <laughs> Something I've never said or thought of before. Um, but no, I think. But about you that were flying without a plane. Without a yes, you're like a bird, and it was your point of view. Yeah. Uh huh. But I've I've talked to people that say they can do it, and like they always talk about having sex with lots of girls. You and say it like you're talking really to. Yeah, maybe it's like two yeah. people I talk to. Who are you talking to about that? But I just remember the Jamie, like, I did some lucid dreaming last night and I fucked a bunch of ladies. <laughs> yeah. I feel who are like those people you're talking to. The couple of people I've talked to, I can't even remember who it was. But Come on, remember who it was. <laughs> but they were like, um, oh, like, once you start a lucid dream, like, oh, yeah, like the first few times you do it, of course, you're just having sex with lots of girls. But then you Is can it really lots of girls or one at a time? Probably one at a time. I don't know. <laughs> But then it is. I tried way. lucid dreaming. I had sex with lots of girls. <laughs> lots of girls I had sex with. Anyway, this fascinates me. So that's it. That's all you got as far as dreams go. Yeah. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to chime in when with other thoughts when you guys. Flying, did you have to move your arms or anything, or was it just. Gliding. Yeah. I think there might have been like, not maybe not a, a, a flap, but just like a. <laughs> open arm. To, to arms adjust the velocity. Yeah. <laughs> Amber. Yeah. Do you have sex with lots of girls when you lucid dream? I don't. Okay. Uh, I don't remember my dreams often. Mm -hmm. So when I do, I tend to put a lot of meaning into it. Like maybe borderline too much. I had a dream in the end of December that... Uh, the end of December. So that's like six months ago. Correct. But it's pertinent. Okay. You'll see. Uh, that uh, me and Hoddle Ditter were getting married. Hoddle Ditter. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He's fine. I, okay. I don't watch Lord of the Rings. Which character is that? <laughs> <laughs> He's the hobbit with the long, floppy okay. hair. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I 
had a dream that we were getting married and I showed up the day of the wedding and everyone that I know and love and this care about. This was before or after you broke up? Before. Okay. Everyone that I know and love and care about were there and there for me and like loving me and supporting me and he didn't. Was Jamie there? Y- yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I having sex with? <laughs> Jamie flew by. <laughs> I can't control the velocity. <laughs> Good luck. Mazel tov. 172 knots an hour. <laughs> um, but he didn't show up. He was the only one who didn't show up to our wedding. Is that when you realized you had to break up with him? Yeah. Was it really? Yes, is what I'm saying. Like, and so- For real, that was when you realized? Yes. Holy shit. That's a significant dream. So I don't know, but this is what I want. Did you break up with him or he broke up with I you? I broke up with him. Okay. We've never talked about this on the show before. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Let's do it. <laughs> You're stoked. <laughs> You're pumped. Um, but is it like my subconscious saying you need to break up with him telling me that through the dream or is it the dream influencing your consciousness? Yeah. It's mm. not his subconsciousness. <laughs> no, I know it's not his. I'm saying... Am I putting too much meaning into the dream and that caused me to break up with him? Or was that my subconscious being like, hey, break up with him? So when you, or is it both? <laughs> this, is, this is fascinating to me because what happened after that? You woke up and uh-huh. you were like, holy shit, that was a crazy dream. Mm-hmm. Get your shit and get out. <laughs> no, uh, it, it was like maybe a week later we broke up. Mm-hmm. But, but you uh, knew from that moment on. Kind of. I told him about it. And really? He, and he was like, Sorry, I didn't show up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't like, show up. Let me pack a bag. <laughs> yeah. Responsible for fucking my dream behavior. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like an immediate action, but it planted that seed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't. But I don't know if that's bad. Should I? I think dreams big are kind of uh, like the math of your life going on. It's kind of like all these different uh-huh. things from your life. And sometimes they combine and become absurd dreams. And sometimes they're trying to work out a problem maybe. And so I it think- was just you working out the problem in your dream. Right. Jamie flew by. So, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have to, uh, I don't know. Hopefully I don't dream horrible things about this podcast. <laughs> for instance. I, I took a nap the other day and I had a crazy dream. I think nap dreams are more intense because you, can remember them. I'll tell you guys what the dream was. You tell me what it means. You want to murder your parents. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just true. Um, no, I, I fell asleep what? and I <laughs> dreamt that there was an earthquake, big earthquake, and the building, this building that I live in, was kind of collapsing. And I went downstairs to get out. And as I was getting out, I realized that the people downstairs from me were having a party that everybody else had been invited to, <laughs> that I was not invited to. and This is like a double bummer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I started to go back up to my apartment, but I ended up in the wrong apartment somehow. I could not get back into my place. And then all my teeth fell out. Oh, my uh, God, that Sean. One. And I that was one. the end I have of the a lot of thoughts about this dream. <laughs> I feel like you're you feel a loss of control. Correct. You feel abandoned. Correct. You feel left out. Correct. Um, I don't know. There has to be that teeth thing has to be a common. I have that all the time. Oral fixation, Freudian. Really, you could probably look that one up. 
I, I, think, know, that, I do, I do have one like, of those books. That, that sounds has, like a common I've, one. I've, I think I've looked it up before because I've had it, and it's always so disturbing, just like seeing your teeth come out. And it wasn't like one by one. Like some of them were in a block, almost encased <laughs> like in dentures? plastic. Yeah. Um, uh, what are you pointing at? Oh, Police he's. Having fun? I think it means like oh. loss of power, loss of like oh, really? potency. Oh, yeah. Dreams about teeth falling out are common anxiety dreams. In the field of dream interpretation, they reveal our unconscious fears about change and losing control. So, yeah. So what's going on, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> but but my interpretation of that was I am worried about my fucking teeth because oh. I haven't been to the dentist in like seven years. Oh, that's so simple. Know? I need to go to the dentist, too. Yeah. And I know, like, a filling has fallen out, so they're just fucked up. I got that same shit. So I was like, I I wasn't that worried about it. I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm losing control. I was like, my teeth are fucked up. But I feel like earthquake, being left out of a party, not being able to find your home, and losing teeth, there's some anxiety (laughs) there. One one dream. See, if my neighbors are having a party and I miss, I'd be like, oh, thank God Sick. I didn't get pulled into that fucking lame party. Yes, but that would be in reality versus in a dream world, a dream finding where your out. best friends yeah. live in the apartment building. Right. Well, I, that's what I find interesting about dreams sometimes is that the emotion doesn't necessarily match the action. Mm-hmm. Like you could wake up and be like, I had the scariest dream. But then when you describe it, it's like a chicken walked in and then, and then Jamie I flew ate by. a sandwich. <laughs> but like it was terrifying the whole time. And there's times that it's a dream's really sa- like it's the emotion could be Very like heightened. super imposed onto a dream. I feel right. like. What about you, Matt? Um, my common ones. When I was a kid, I used to dream of the apocalypse all the time, and oh. it wasn't. It wasn't being scared of it. Like I wanted to bring it on. Like I wanted to be one of the survivors. I was fascinated with, I was fascinated by that survival stuff. Do you think that uh, our generation? Yeah. Do you think that it was because there was such a thing of nuclear mass destruction? That that one, uh, I can't remember it now though. The day after. Yeah. The day after that definitely probably gave me nightmares. I I wrote my AP essay about that. That's how much that, yeah. fucking movie influence yeah me, yeah you know but i was fascinated by that but i think in my adult life the common one i have my the my symbolic thing my teeth falling out thing is my legs are in tar and i can't oh. and i can't move mm-hmm. look, look that up look um, that up alex <laughs> um and i'm trying and i'm usually i'm usually oddly enough either at College or at a college reunion. I'm at Amherst and I'm trying to get across campus. Name dropping. And I don't know if it's, yeah. (laughs) And I don't know if I'm trying to get to class or an exam or a party. I can't even remember what I'm, that that isn't common what I'm trying to get to. But moving through my college campus and being late, and in real life I hate to be late. Right. Um, and not being able to move at all, like running as fast as I can, but my legs can't move. I at have all. that one all the time too. Yeah, it's so all high school, too. high school. But yeah, late for class, which is weird. Do you think that for you, college was like a major turning point in your life versus high school? Oh my for God. you, so many ways too. Well, one, I was definitely one of the smartest kids in my class all the way through high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, top 10 my right. entire life. And then I went to Amherst. And, and everybody I, was like you. 
No, I was one of the dumbest kids at Amherst. Oh, really? Like, I wish I could say we were all smart. No, (laughs) I felt behind. Mm -hmm. So I felt like really anxious about not being one of the smartest kids in class. So that definitely had a lot of anxiety. Going from the south to northeast, had right? A lot that of was anxiety. a huge geographical shift for you. Yeah, and, and I, I, got, I would guess most of the people you went to school with were from the northeast. Yeah, and they made you I were like literally a, you got were like made a weirdo. Fun of. I literally right? got bullied. Um, running is, but going nowhere. This theme can also be part of the chasing dream. You're trying to run, but either your legs won't move, or you simply aren't going anywhere. As if you're on a treadmill, according to some. See, mine's more like tar, but according to some, this dream means you have too much on your plate. Interesting. You're trying to do too many things at once. You can't catch up or ever get ahead. Okay. That almost <laughs> seems too obvious. They could, you know be, a little, I mean? they <laughs> could be a little fortune cookie. Your, where your like, legs yeah, won't everybody. move means you can't get ahead. <laughs> you want to get somewhere, but you can't. Uh, thanks a lot. How much I had to pay for this session? <laughs> You're a terrible gypsy. Um, <laughs> gypsy therapist. But so people made fun of you for being from the Deep South. I have a vivid memory of one of my first two weeks being there. And I ne- that's another thing. I was always the kid who didn't have an accent. Like, right. like I, didn't th- a, I didn't right. think I had one. Right. And then all of a sudden everyone's looking at me freshman year. And I remember I was in this room with my – I was in – my room with my roommate and this girl came in to kind of flirt with my roommate. This one of the first two weeks and they're talking and they're talking. And then I said something and she, t- <laughs> I, I joined the conversation and she turned to him and not asking me goes, where's he from? <laughs> <laughs> As if I was like a monkey. <laughs> like you were like a weird native from yeah. somewhere. <laughs> I was like, where am I? You can ask me. <laughs> where? Like, I, yeah, like, I'm right here. If we speak really fast, he won't be able to understand <laughs> us. Hey, y'all. What you doing over I'll see, there? I'll see you two are flirting. <laughs> Mind if I join the conversation? Are you a carton her on the desk? Where's I'm going to smoke my corn cob pie. <laughs> Any objections? I was one of the top ten students in my class in high school. I know how to make corn moonshine. <laughs> uh, so did that? I don't know that. Did that feel weird to be? Yeah, I had. Like I that? got shingles my sophomore year. You were so stressed and out, and I think that is part. Uh, in retrospect, I think that's partly to do with how stressed out I was. And uh, I and then I did come into my own eventually mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways, but uh, definitely my freshman sophomore year were awful. So I wonder, you're right, maybe that's why. But the other thing is that's the last time anyone's been my boss in a way, or I've had anyone mm-hmm. like exams and you've never had a job since then where you had to answer to somebody. Well, that's, that's not amazing. true. That's not true. I guess nothing I cared about maybe is a better thing. Okay, we'll tar go. to see. I don't see it. I almost to see tar in your dream signifies your dependency on something or someone. You need to be more self reliant. Tar is symbolic of subconsciousness, negative aspect of self. And my, my thing is though, I don't see tar. I'm sorry that you looked up tar. <laughs> it's more of a sensation. You feel it. You don't yeah, see it. It's more like my legs are stuck, or mm-hmm. or they're part of the earth, or something. I don't. I don't think I ever even remember looking down at him. It's more like, why am I not going forward? It must be the tar. <laughs> it must be this that black I can't tar. See. Why is no one worried about the ground is covered in tar? Oops! There go my teeth. 
<laughs> earthquake. Jeez, lost in the tar. <laughs> yeah, if I saw tar, I wouldn't run. I'd be like, we should all be concerned about the tar on campus. <laughs> Why is everyone? This is Amherst, not La Brea. <laughs> did you? Were you did you grow up? I, I was always afraid of quicksand and tar, and no one ever explained that those are never going to come up in your life. <laughs> like I had like a this fear until I was like, how old are 13, you? Thirty six. So you would have missed Tarzan. Like my generation, Tarzan was Sunday mornings, right? Mm-hmm. And quicksand was probably the fucking coolest thing about Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> but where I, I'm trying to besides Tarzan, I've never even seen quicksand. Is it in cartoons? Yeah, I like think it's where a would you even thing. see Africa. it? Princess Bride. I was gonna say Princess mm-hmm. Bride. So I'm out. <laughs> yeah, cartoons though. I guess cartoons. But I remember being scared to go to the La Brea Tar Pits for uh Field trips. But Jamie, like... let's be honest. You were deathly afraid your entire life of everything. So it, tar came up now, but it could just as well be ice cream trucks. And you'd be like, I growing up, I knew that ice cream trucks were going to kidnap me. I was me. not afraid of ice cream trucks at all. <laughs> I'm just saying you were neurotic. Yes. Anywho. You passed, you passed out when you gave blood. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. You ever done um, that? I do a lot of research online on this kind of thing. This already sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Scientists you got, say. You got jacked off by a nurse for sure. <laughs> I've seen several videos that prove this happened. That's why she left the room afterwards. Yeah. That was not 30 explains seconds. Explains the sweat. Yeah, and the go. cum that was sense. all over the place. Oh, my God. Jesus, sorry. Yeah, that was gross. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this feels like a good place to take a break. So let's do that. And we'll be back in a moment with a segment that we like to call the parting shots. <laughs> Is that you? Yeah. Hi, this is Dan Harmon, uh, who got fired from NBC's community. You're listening to The Long Shot. It's longer. We're back. This is The Long Shot. It's time for a segment that we like to call Parting Shots. Let's start today with Amber. Yes, I knew it. Uh, so, How did you know? 50-50 odds. Jamie always goes last. No, women's intuition. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm going to keep talking about dreams. You're mm-hmm. talking about how like trying to get to a place is frustrating in dreams and you can't. Uh, I find my frustrating dreams are when I can't speak or scream like i'm in a situation where i need to be that sounds like a wonderful dream for me when you can't speak you are a delight (laughs) um i was gonna say that's probably a nightmare for for a lot of women (laughs) (laughs) what a dream come true for a lot of men (laughs) no more nagging right guys who's with me folks you ever heard these women blah 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 please stop yeah my period blah 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 jesus But yeah, like like I'm in danger and I need to scream or I need to warn someone and I like I open my mouth and help me. My legs are stuck in tar and my teeth are falling out (laughs) and it feels like there's tar in my like vocal cords or something like I'm doing all of the right things, Uh but nothing's coming out. It means you don't feel like you're being heard. Yeah. Well, yeah, but but. Sometimes when I have those dreams, I wake up kind of like like making noises because I'm trying to make a noise so mm. hard in the dream. Not a good way to start your day. Puddle <laughs> 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 <Huddle> dinner. <laughs> What's his name? 
Larry Hoddle dinner. It's not his name, but it's what Eddie Amber's, thought his name was. Amber's old boyfriend. <laughs> so that's his name now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the Holland dinner, so I... <laughs> uh, all right. yeah, have, you, have you guys had that yes. where you can't... I had a dream once that my mom fell off of a mountain and she survived the fall, but then she became like mentally retarded. And I woke up and I couldn't scream. Classic Jamie Flam. And just woke up. That was the only time I woke up just screaming. Oh my God. Anyway. Because it's so horrible. <laughs> that was like 12 years retarded. ago. <laughs> like. Calm down, dude. At least she's not dead. It's worse. This, this is mouth. the worst possible outcome. Dude, she survived one of a goddamn she's mountain. She's worse. mentally retarded. <laughs> She'll never be the same. She's going to be like Corky and life goes on. <laughs> he was charming and cute and funny, but I don't want my mom to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I made fun of your dream mom. <laughs> your, of your dream retarded mom. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I, I'll, I'll go next. Here's my here's my parting shot. I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this properly. Mm. So if you feel like helping me out, feel free. But I did a show the other night. So far, you're doing good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was not a great show, not a terrible show. It was just a super quiet audience that was not totally on board. And halfway through the show, a guy went up. And ruined the show for everybody. Uh, went up as a stand-up. And I, and I mentioned to you that I kind of blame you for this. Because it's a guy who came out of the UCB theater. Who has had some success in the sitcom drama television <laughs> world. There's so many clues. No, no, no. Because there's a bunch of guys like this. Yeah. Who, who then go up and feel like, oh, I can do stand-up. Sure. But do stand-up as I don't give a fuck about stand-up. Fuck this audience. Fuck you guys for being a piece of shit. Fuck you. And this guy did that. And the joke was, I don't care about stand-up. And I'm doing stand-up, so I don't care. And he just fucking drove the show into the ground. And there were other comics who had to go on after him. So he was saying, was he trying to do sincere bits? No. No. So what was he doing? The joke was getting up on stage and going, you people suck. You suck. Is this person good looking? No. Because <laughs> we've had a few monologists at ASCAT, uh-huh. and they always seem to be good looking for some reason. But they get up there and they, with a tood. they, they see like... Because they're used to just being fond of Well, I think the they see Walsh and I fucking with the audience mm-hmm. and doing a good job of it and them enjoying it. And they come out and go, and they kind of don't get it. They like miss a level and go, you fucking idiots. And the audience <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Why are you even talk I, to us like that? Right. I think that's exactly what I'm talking about is like missing a level like mm-hmm. there are stand-ups who can get up and tell the audience that they suck and mm-hmm. it's hilarious well, eddie. eddie does that yeah. right i can't believe because he's kind of a character right. and they kind of they're like he's not really telling yeah, us and he's right. still lovable and you see that and 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 so they're missing the guys that do this and it's all guys there's no women that do this the guys that do this are missing that aspect of it they're also missing the fact 
that you're not doing a show by yourself. You're part of a whole show. Right. So there's other people that have to go on after you. Did he realize he was bombing? Or did he bomb? He attacked the audience. Yeah, he totally bombed. And Did he start off attacking? Started attacking That's the so audience. That's so weird. I've seen uh, people bomb and then they start attacking. Wait a minute. How is this like my fault? Because it's somebody you who came out him. of your theater who... <laughs> I think a lot of the guys who come out of the UCB and have some success as performers uh-huh. in improv uh-huh. go, I can fucking do stand-up. Uh-huh. And they actually, I think a lot of them actually make a lot of money going on the road and doing stand-up. Uh-huh. And this is one of those guys who was just like, I've done improv for, for 15 years. I can do stand-up if I want. And just has not been in the clubs night after night after night to see the nature of shows and know the nature of shows. And I just felt like it was a very selfish thing for him to get up there and drive the show into the ground and then have a couple comics go after him and have to fucking pick up the pieces. And here's the, here's the kicker. And I hate that phrase. And somebody said that last night when they were doing monologues at Ascat. And I was like, <clears throat> really, you're going to say, this is the kicker. <laughs> But this is the kicker. Yeah, you should say cherry on top. <laughs> Here's the kicker is that he walked off stage, took his seven people who had come with him out of the 40-person audience and walked out of the back of the show, which creates a weird energy hole in the show. And that's another thing where it's like, fuck you. Sit around Why and watch the Why do you think he's there? Like, what's he get out of the show? I don't know. Like, I would at least think, oh, he's (laughs) trying to develop material, but now it sounds like it was this postmodern bit of. Yeah, I don't know. It was. was, Maybe he's a friend of the host. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But but it was. I I would say it was bizarre, but I don't think it was bizarre. It was just obnoxious. And I like this guy. I like him. He's a friend of mine. And I love watching him perform. I love performing with him. I've performed with him. <laughs> perform, perform, perform. And his stand-up is really good. <laughs> I had a dream about him and I getting our legs stuck in tar. <laughs> when did I turn into this guy? He's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I, it just really made me angry. Did because you talk it was, to him about it? No, he was gone. To? I don't know. Maybe at some point. But I don't feel like it's really worth it to talk to somebody about that because it, it just was such a... Um, and how the rest of the other stand-ups kind of look at each other like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, I don't know because I was not near them when this was going on. But I did talk to one guy afterwards who was like, yeah, that was fucked up. Um, but I had that thought of like, I want to confront this guy and say this. But if it's a guy like nobody's gonna he's not gonna learn a lesson yeah it's not gonna be like oh i should start going to open mics every night for seven years because he's already beyond that right people will come out and see him because he's not famous but he's somebody who's done stuff can't wait to find out who does (laughs) um so anyway that's my that's my parting shot is be cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh all right matt um, parting shots. Correct. <laughs> uh, God, there's so much. <laughs> I guess I should talk about. I, if you're if you're gonna have a child, like I'm about, you to. are about to have a child. Congrats. Do you know if it's a boy or a girl? It's a girl. Do you know the name? Yeah. What's the name? Nervous. <laughs> that's not, that's pretty. But yeah, now that Huddle Litter has entered the equation, <laughs> what's that, Jamie? Maybe Huddle Litter. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's so rude. I'm talking about my child. It's about to be bored, and you interrupt me with some little quip. It was supposed to be like under the radar. What kind of? of That's a great question. What kind of show is this? So if you're going to be at the Improv this Friday, by the way, (laughs) Thursday. Is it? I think Thursday. Oh, Thursday. By the way, glad we could work this out on air. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying he didn't book me. I finally got in there. He's booked me. He's been there for two years. I've been on three times. That's not a lot. That's not a lot. Is it? I've been but, told I, I'm very privileged by getting up three times in two years. Oh, yeah? You should book him more. I love that. That's Sean. my parting shot. Why do you not book Sean more? Sean keeps using the You're podcast like, to get booked on shows. Every, like, this is like the 11th parting shot in a row that's why doesn't Jamie book Sean more at the Improv? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yes. Is it? Well, and, and you got Cameron to book you on her show No, I on didn't. Air. We talked about it, oh. but we never... Actually but, but did it. You talked about it. Yeah. Has there been a Sean Conroy and Friends uh, weekend at the Improv yet? No, 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 no. Would you do that? Why not? Would I do it? Of course, I would do it. Do I mean, I have no friends. friends. They, they're having a party downstairs without inviting. I want to be an and friends. Yeah, Let's do I would, an and I friends. Would put you on the show. Does that mean I get my name up on the yes. marquee? Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be amazing. It's been two years, and this it's hasn't a year, become right? an idea yet. The first year was just the lab. I'm, this makes me so much more angry than what happened in my Lamaze class. <laughs> what about loyalty okay. here? Okay. Friendship. Okay. <clears throat> I'll bite. What happened in your Lamaze class? They don't call them Lamaze classes, <laughs> by the way. I don't know what happened to Lamaze. Like, isn't that something we grew up with? You're like, yeah. Lamaze class, Lamaze class, and I'm finally here. It's about here. breathing, right? Breathing. You just breathe. Breathe. Keep yeah. breathing. Yeah, but what do you think it is? Just without going... It's... <laughs> You see, that's not it. That's funny. <laughs> and she made fun of that. That's what people watching cartoons, because right. that's the only place that happens, I guess, in movies. But you're you're not supposed to breathe like that, because uh. that'll make you hyper. Also, pe- people don't snore like this. And the window shade doesn't come in when they breathe in and go out when they breathe out. And their tie. <laughs> their uh, tuxedo flap. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, it just, you don't breathe like that. But I felt like it took us uh, four four weekends, each class two and a half hours, and I felt like that's pretty much all I learned is breathe deeply in and out. <laughs> that's about it. And don't breathe all weird. So like what, did you, what did you it's do scam, the whole man. time? So much... <laughs> There's an abbreviated, you can take the abbreviated workshop, which is five hours in one day, or you can take the full workshop, which is 10 hours in four weekends. You don't want to take the abbreviated. You do not want to take shortcuts when you're having a child. Exactly. And that's how we got suckered, because we don't want to be there and go, we we, we didn't know about this thing. Oh, well, you obviously didn't take the 10 hour. Right. So this is what gets abbreviated, folks. Her dumb stories. That, all her dumb stories get abbreviated. Like what kind of stories? Just shit you don't need to fucking hear. Yeah. Just, just story. Nothing. Nothing that educates you. She wanted to have this. She wanted to have an epidural, and she got in here, and she didn't have it. Just like, what? Okay. I'm sure there's every combination you can imagine. That that's what she should say is like you can never. That's what you learn is you can never predict what's gonna happen. So the, he's here are a lot of things that can happen, and don't stress out because this is a great. Ho- it's a hospital, and you know it's just mm-hmm. all this. 
And the very first day, they started going, before we did anything, she's like, okay, we're going to go around in a circle, say your name, and, uh, and uh, we'll talk about what's going on with you. And what do you think went through my head at that point? Um, you're you're going to say, I'm having a baby. No, I, you're going to say, I keep listening to boring stories. No, this is Star. This is oh. the very first day. I don't even know her. In my head, I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't sign up for a therapy class. Right, like, right. I'm like here to learn, not discuss well, my feelings. I, I, sounds like the first day of an improv class. But even then, and I would be, and I have been in classes like this, but I should hope we don't do this. It, it's like, so how are you feeling about improv? You're like, what? Right. <laughs> Everyone's going to say the same thing. Right. Well, I'm really excited, but nervous. And that's what every single dad said. <laughs> and I went last. He went to every dad. So how are you feeling, dad? <laughs> well, I'm really nervous about not only the day, but the day after. What am I going to do? And every guy said it, and it came to me. She goes, so how are you feeling? I went, fine. <laughs> <laughs> how are you? <laughs> and then she goes, and then there was this really awkward silence. And Danielle's looking at me, and she knows I'm not going to say anything. <clears throat> and she's like, is that all? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's true. I am feeling fine. As far as everyone in this room is concerned, I am fine. <laughs> That's my party, and that was uh, a lot of money. I bet. I don't know that that wasn't my problem with it. It was more like, ah, tell me the good stuff. Too much time. Yeah, and just like it's like uh, it's let's go back to ASCAP monologues. It's like it's if you do a good a good a perfect ASCAP monologue is like three to four minutes long, and you can tell an amazing. 10 minute long story that should be a one in a one person show, but it doesn't serve the well, ass cat yeah, yeah. because we'll forget most of it. Seven of those 10 minutes. Right. Cause it's just too much to remember. And even if Sean remembers one part, I'll probably be remembering another part. It's just logical that way. Right. Same thing with these classes. Don't tell me all this, all your feelings and opinions and personal stories. Just give me the info. I want the abbreviated class. I want, the info. The abbreviated Lamaze class is enough. Yes. It's not called Lamaze. It's not. I don't even know what they call it. The Bert the birth class. I don't know. The Bert Firstner's class. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who understood that reference? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Parting shots. Foot to sleep. Is it dreaming? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I remembered another recurring dream I have. Um, I make make it to the NBA. Hold on. Do we have to hear this and the parting shot? Does he get both? He gets to do whatever he wants okay. because it's always Go ahead. so... It's a free form. <laughs> um, but I make it to the NBA, and I'm in a game, and I get the ball, and I'm, I have an open three-point shot, but I can't take it. It's kind of that same stuck thing. Yeah. Anyone? I like how you can barely say it. I have an open three-point shot. Did I do that? Yeah. Okay. Also, Are you an NBA fan? I am. What's your team? Lakers. Oh, I good. grew up here. I great grew up here. Good, great nice year. year, pal. Where, where are you? Besser's and Nets. Amherst. Uh, I'm a Nets fan, and actually, Amherst did do the uh, Division Three championships. Thank you very much this year. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said, wait, but you said, uh, you said Division Three. You said Division yes, Three. Yes. Okay. So who cares? Oh wow! <laughs> Congrats. Um, well, they own all, all. They own all the stadiums that your players play in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, you ahead. mentioned earthquake. I did mention that the night of the, the, communion? the Northridge oh. earthquake. Still <laughs> <laughs> um, time with the improv. <laughs> he's never done the Melrose improv. I think really? he's he's more of a Brea staple. I saw him at Brea a lot. <laughs> yeah. I used to work there. Um, We're not allowed to talk about where you work. The night of the Northridge earthquake in 1994, um, which I was in Northridge, and that the dream I was relevant. having that I was woken up from the dream by the fucking this huge earthquake was me and the basketball coach from our high school were walking on the beach, and it was like this dark, moody morning. <laughs> and then morning. all of a sudden, there was only one set of footprints, <laughs> and that was when he carried yes. you? Um, that's all. <laughs> I just remember this, like, he was, like, giving me, like, a pep talk on life, and it was, like, walking on the beach, like, 4, 5 a.m., and it was, like, moody, and, and then fucking shaking, and then the earthquake happened. Oh yeah, that's I like old. when you interrupt his story with a joke and you come back the story and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's happened a couple of times. It's pretty par for the course. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't tell if the story's really over. He's just mad, so he just goes, "It's over." I think there's not a lot of substance to the stories. Is there's it? A, well, there's definitely substance. <laughs> a dream you had where you were walking with your high school basketball coach on the beach in 1994. There's not a lot of substance to that. It sounded like it had one more step to the story. <laughs> well, then there's that's a fucking pun. 6.7 earthquake and shit's falling on me. And Oh, that's true. Did you call your high school basketball coach to see if he was okay? Maybe I, he was I visiting yeah, you in a dream for a reason. I didn't have his I number. Know. This is before Facebook. So. Hello, Coach Chappell. It's Jamie Flam. <laughs> Jamie, could you not do a character right now? Well, I, just, <laughs> I just wanted to call and see if you were okay. <laughs> You didn't play on the team, did you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that, never even, that never even occurred to me. That is so funny. <laughs> but I, I think I told the story. I, I took a basketball class. He and he was actually he taught the, not the uh, abbreviated class, the full actual semester. full basketball yeah. class. But it was a basic basketball class, and um, he's also the coach of the B and C team, which is lower than junior varsity in varsity. But I always wanted to be, make the B and C team, but I, I tried out and I never made it. But one time in his class, Jamie, I got bad news. We're not we're not going to start a D team. You're out. the uh, The chair and the bucket are starting before you. <laughs> the bucket. The bucket. Mm. Finally, uh, Matt, you've done this podcast before. Uh, <laughs> since, since the last time we were here. I was hoping you could distill down another nugget of truth or wisdom. A uh, what is some going sort of on here, dude. Don't even get me started. This happens every week. Like, like I don't know what's about to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but you should know what's about he's to happen. So, like, he's so unclear. He's like reaching out his hands toward me and shit. <laughs> <Like Sam. laughs> Jamie's about to start making out with you. <laughs> Looks like he's going to propose <laughs> or accuse me. <laughs> It's also weird because he set it up like you've been here before. You know what's about to happen. Yeah, like I'm about to get a ring. It sounds like something very positive or negative. Positive. Can you give some advice? (laughs) Just in general? We've been through this. Yes. Jamie, don't expect him to remember exactly what happened the last time he was here. I gave advice last time I was here? Mm -hmm. I thought we were in an argument last time I was here. The last time you were here was on the phone. Yeah. No, no, no. He's been here no, since I've been then. here since then. Oh, you have? Okay. Yeah. I think I've been on the show four this times. Must, yeah, yeah, this I must be the fourth the time you're here. You might just I'm the winner. Leapfrog. 
<laughs> the winner. <laughs> Finally once. Let's end it. It's our last episode. No, Jamie always asks people to give some kind of advice Words that helps you get by. through life. Yeah. Like what what would you if if a young man in his thirties was saying <laughs> what would help me get through I'm only thirty six. I'm a spring chicken. Mid thirties. Hmm. Hmm. Some guiding principle that you live by. I'll tell you this, and this is probably not a way to get through life, but okay. I'm about to have a child. Remember that story you interrupted when I was being all sincere? Mm-hmm. About my kid. <laughs> Shenanigans. Um, I feel like I have to stop being as confrontational in my life because yes. of that. But I don't think it, it's a huge pet peeve of mine when people say they're non-confrontational like they're bragging or like it's a good quality. I feel like... Yeah, it's easy to be non-confrontational. Like, I think certain people, there needs to be people out there who are confrontational. So I am saying to the listening audience, I hope there's some people who can take over for my space in the universe because <laughs> I got to stop doing that. But here's here's my question, because you say I want to be less confrontational. Mm-hmm. But I think probably most people, including these guys, don't realize how confrontational you are, mm-hmm. that you are constantly like give, give some examples recently of if i if i'm like in i'm the guy in the starbucks who if i feel like something is just obviously going wrong i'm gonna point it out like people were this old woman couldn't get in the starbucks the other day because people were standing in a line that was going across the door and and it was like and no one was saying anything. And I was like, do people not see that you're standing in the door? Do the line this way and you don't block the door. And I don't do it like angry, like I just did. Like I said, <laughs> I'll try to be reasonable. But if anyone says anything like mind your own business or what's it to things. you or whatever like that. Then you're in their face. Then I'll be in their face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so the little the little things in life that a lot of us go... Well, this is annoying, but I'm not going to say something. Yes. You will say something. I will say something. And why do you think you need to tone that down now that you have a kid? Because, one, if I'm around my kid, I can't. Especially, you should never be confrontational if, if someone well, else get, around you, could, you, you can get be in involved. Fight. You right. could get in a fight. Right. And then your kid gets hurt. But even, even that, besides that, I even think it's like an energy thing. I really do believe in energy. And people go, well, if you believe in energy and karma, then why are you out there doing all that? And I feel like I don't think that being non-confrontational is good karma. I think right. I'm getting good karma by being confrontational somehow. You got that old sometimes. woman into the Starbucks. I did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I probably pissed off 10 Everybody. people. Yeah. In the process. But it was the right thing to do. But that woman did get in. And that kind of goes back to the case closed segments. The same thing. I know that I would get more listeners. People would not object if you didn't do it. Yes, exactly. People, it'd be be a lot better for me in the long run to not do that segment. But I feel like, but then those assholes are still out there. Mm -hmm. And I want to do that. So, But I am not going to do it probably as much anymore Mm -hmm. for that reason. But I feel like it's like I, I just can't be a fighter as much anymore. But I don't say that like, 
I've learned. My, I think most people would say, like, I've learned my lesson. I've chilled out and I've matured. I feel like. But for you, it's just a conscious decision about now I'm going to have a child and I do not want to be involved with those people. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or pick I'm, your battles. And I'm going to be with parents and teachers and stuff right. like and that. And really I can't be annoying. known as that. Like, right. Those like people will get on your nerves. meetings, my mom would come home just like pulling her hair out. She's like, all those people are awful. So good luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I can see myself. That's, that's where I'll pick my battles is for my daughter. It's like, don't fuck What's with her my name? daughter. <laughs> None of your business. <laughs> that's what this whole thing was for. I knew you guys didn't invite me on. Uh, we wanted to break Jamie's the news. working on <clears throat> getting better at confrontation, right? Mm-hmm. How's it going? Good. Perfect. Yeah, Jamie is <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> Jamie is one of the people you're talking about who's totally non-confrontational. Why well, I'm getting better? Gets walked all over at work because he won't. I I I stepped up. What happened? I think I told the story about getting at the end of one of the Van Jam shows. I got a check or a bill. No, no. no? Oh, oh, yes, for your drinks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, all my drinks are comped down at the end of the show that I produced. For like forty something dollars, yeah, and, I just, and I was non-confrontational. I, I I signed it, gave it to him. I was like, I'll just write this up later. The ne- the following week, two weeks ago, end of the show, got a bill again, and I was I I refused to pay it, and it became a confrontation. And I was like, out of principle, this is with, yes, okay, with yes, and um, but it became a thing. And like I I just I was very calm about it, but I was like, I refuse to pay this bill out of principle. I. I'm the booker here. I've never had to pay for a drink, especially on a night that I've produced and brought all these people. That's the last time I should be getting. Anyway, it's come to a head with other people. And uh, I'll talk about that on the next episode. Cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's, it's, it's a speaking up for what you believe in. and Yeah. Maybe, maybe stick up for gay marriage rights and say your fucking drink <laughs> sometime. <laughs> gay and lesbian rights. Pick your battles, Jim. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been The Long Shot. Matt Besser, thank you for being here. Check out Matt's podcast, Improv for Humans. You can find it at Earwolf.com. Matt also has, what do you have, one or two albums? Two albums some? on MattBesser.com. And you can, you can pick up both of those. They're very funny. And we will see you next time on The Long Shot. Bye-bye. Who's the stand-up? Yeah. For episodes both past and future, join us online at www.thelongshotpodcast.com.